Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric Cartier at Rocky Mountain Calvary in Colorado Springs. Thanks so much for joining me. I hope you're having a great afternoon. The number here to call is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text 720-336-0897. The heart and purpose of the show uh, is for you to be able to ask questions about your relationship with the Lord, sections of scripture, things going on in your life. I love being able to talk about about uh, real things and genuine things. If you've got a prayer request or December's a really difficult uh, time of the year and you feel like, hey, no one cares, I'd love to be able to talk with you and, and pray with you, or you've got situations that are, are going on in your life. So again, the number's 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000, or you can send a text, 720 720- Three three six zero eight nine seven. We do have all of our lines open. We would like to welcome our listeners out on the East Coast as well as Pennsylvania and Maryland and New Jersey. Thank you guys for listening. Hope you're doing well today. And then also welcome our listeners here in Colorado and up into Wyoming as well. A verse that's been on my heart I want to begin today's show with that I've been meditating upon this week is in Colossians 3 verse 12. It says, Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. Interesting how this verse begins. It reminds us that God chose us, that we're holy, we're separated in Christ, and that we're beloved, that God loves us. And in light of that, then to put on tender mercy. And what's really stood out to me is this long suffering and bearing with uh, one another. If we're honest, a lot of times we want to change another believer. You know, if there's a believer maybe that is uh, sinning against us or annoying us or frustrating us, our tendency is to not want to bear with them, but to want to try to change them. And God in his unconditional love, he suffers long with us and he wants us to suffer long with one another and then to extend forgiveness the forgiveness that we have received so freely from Christ so I hope you're encouraged today by Colossians 3 verses 12 and 13 attributes that we put on as believers through the power of Christ again you're listening to Calvary Live the number is 303-690-3000 or you can send a text 720-336-0897 let's go to line one to Nancy Nancy welcome mm-hmm. to the program hi how you doing? I sure can. Okay, so I'm a, I'm a little, I guess, irritated or teased. I'm a, I guess it has to do with the desires of your heart. Um, okay. The question I ha- I don't understand is I'm about to be 40 years old, and as much as I can remember I was a kid, I wanted to have a relationship. 
and be part of a union. And, you know, mm-hmm. I did at one point in time, and I prayed about it, and I guess it was decided upon life did not want me to be married. And I had that desire still. At all times, I feel absolutely lonely. Like, I was not supposed to do this gig by myself. I have okay. everything that, that I ever wanted I is the only thing I can never have. Like, I have yeah. two, two baby daddies. I'm divorced. I've tried to live out of the system, yet I'm in the system. I, no matter what I do, it always is overkill on having to try, and I'm frustrated, and I hear and see mm-hmm. everybody in these relationships, and it's, you know, it's, I guess you really pissed off a little, like, I'm sorry to use that word on mine. I'm not trying to get, like, I'm just so, I'm, I'm so disappointed in him for allowing me to be by myself in these trials and I prayed and I get nothing. So it's like, okay, so now I want to be, if this is how it's going to be, can I at least be by comfortable in my, my own body? And I struggle with overweightness and I've done everything possibly in the book to lose it. And I don't, but yet anybody who else who does, you know, either they quit their soda, they quit just one thing and they lose weight. I have to go through a mission and instead of losing, I gain. So I'm getting very frustrated and at least trying to find hope and just, yeah. I guess, you know, I mean, I don't know how this makes any sense. I know I'm not trying to be vanity or anything like that, but I mean, at this point in my life, um, yeah, I'm frustrated. Yeah. Well, let me encourage you, Nancy. Like we always want to look at Christ and put our focus and uh, perspective on Christ. And in Hebrews chapter twelve, it tells us, "Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who the joy set before him uh, endured the cross." And, and to to really say, you know, here's things in my life that didn't go the way that I would want. And, and to to be frustrated, but to to give that frustration and disappointment over to the Lord, and really allow Him to to comfort you and to walk with you and and to trust Him uh, in in your circumstance. Uh, and in Philippians four, Paul writes, and he says this: Not that I speak in regard to need. For I've learned in whatever state I am to be content. So it didn't come naturally. You know, Paul's saying, hey, there's things in my life that I would want different. And, and he's writing this to us while he's in prison. And he says, I know how to be abased. I know how to abound everywhere in all things. I've learned both uh, to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who who strengthens me. And so it's Christ uh, in his presence with us in our lives that allows us to be content. And I think sometimes God in his infinite wisdom knows that if, if everything were just perfect in our lives, uh, that we would uh, look to people and things instead of the Lord to provide contentment. And only Christ can calm that wrestling heart. Uh, so I... I understand it's frustrating and it's difficult and, and it's lonely, but Christ is with you. And I, I would encourage you to to put your focus on Christ and try to look at the blessings in your life and look at the opportunities that singleness brings uh, to, to be able to, to serve Christ. So can I pray for you, Nancy, and pray that God would encourage you? Sure. 
Okay. Father, I thank you for, for Nancy and Lord, as she uh, wrestles with being single and has always desired uh, to be married, Lord, I pray that uh, you would meet her, uh, that you would allow her focus to, to be upon Christ. And Lord, as uh, she, she wrestles through other things in her life as well, uh, Lord, that you uh, would allow her to be content. And, and Lord, at different aspects of our lives. I think this is something we all all wrestle with. And so we want to put our focus back on you, Jesus, and, and uh, really find our contentment in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah. Well, thank you for calling, Nancy. I'll be praying for you. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number is 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line two to Sylvia in Arvada. Welcome to the program. Hello, are you there? Sylvia, are you there on line two? All right, Sylvia, it looks like we lost you. Uh, if you want to give us a call back, uh, feel free to do so. All of our lines are open. If you'd like to call 303-690, if you have a prayer request, things that are going on uh, in your life, 303-690-3000, a question about the Word. Also, you can send a text 720-336-0897. We have a text question that's come in towards the end of the book of Daniel. He speaks about the king of the south and the king of the north. What is he referring to specifically? So this is Daniel chapter 11, and it is uh, a message that was given to Daniel. And as we read through uh, this chapter, uh, he refers to Alexander the Great uh, at the beginning of the chapter in verse 2, and then he talks about uh, these four uh, winds, the, the, the kingdom being broken up into four parts. And that was uh, then um, Alexander the Great's four generals. And then of, of those four generals, there was a king of the north and the king uh, of the south. And it's specifically Egypt to the south and Syria uh, to uh, the north. It's prophecies that were yet future for Daniel that are now historical uh, for us of these battles that would take place over a 400-year period between Egypt and Syria. And the reason it's north and south is because all of biblical prophecy revolves around Israel. And so who's north of Israel? Syria. And who is south of Israel is is Egypt. It's, a, it's an amazing prophecy. Actually, we just went through this uh, chapter of Scripture last Sunday at Rocky Mountain Calvary. Uh, if you'd like to go to our website, rmcalvary.org, uh, the teaching is up, and we went into it into to great detail. So pray that God would bless you in that. Thanks again for listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric Cartier at Rocky Mountain Calvary in Colorado Springs. All of our lines are open as you're driving home from work or maybe still at work. The number is 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line one to, to Geo in Westminster. Geo, welcome to the program. Hey. How you doing? Doing well. Good. So I, I got a question. I just, I mean, I listen to the show pretty frequently. Um, and just one thing that I'm challenged by is, I know you guys speak out um, against false teachers, which obviously we're supposed to do as Christians. But uh, I guess my question is, where do we draw the line? 
because I know some people, maybe their intent or whatever is uh, not evil, but they just have mm-hmm. a misunderstanding. Like, I mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't really listen to Joel Osteen much, and I know he doesn't really preach the whole Bible. Um, mm-hmm. But you guys, like, speak out strongly against, and I know one thing I was challenged by with a close friend is, because, I mean, there's obviously people like uh, John MacArthur who comes against the Pentecostal movement because he thinks speaking in tongues and, and prophecy and stuff doesn't exist for today. And my mm-hmm. friend just challenged me. He said, I don't, I don't want to stand before Jesus. And then he said, why did you, uh, why were you so harsh to my bride and come mm-hmm. against my bride that way? So I guess I don't know. Yeah. In wisdom, what does that look like? Because I, yeah, I, I, I've also seen situations uh, where people don't, um, they don't come against, like, a bad teacher or someone who shouldn't be in a leadership role. They just kind of remain silent. Yeah. Well, several thoughts. You know, the first kind of to further that illustration of the bride, um, you know, it would be wrong to, to be harsh with Christ's bride, and then it would also be wrong to not protect Christ's bride. You know, I think of my, my own wife, you know, if I'm if I'm harsh to her, that, that's not right. But if I, if I didn't protect her, uh, that, that wouldn't be right as well. And so I think when it comes to calling out false teaching, it's really when it becomes that the false teacher is, is hurting the bride of Christ or deceiving the bride of Christ and leading people in, in a destructive way. Um, in Second Peter 2, uh, Paul really calls out false teachers, and it's really clear that they're, they're, they're teaching things that are contrary to the Word of God and taking advantage of the people of God. And so I think that that's kind of the, the line uh, of when it comes to, to calling out false teachers. And then I also think really the best way of dealing with false teaching is to be in God's Word ourselves and encourage others, even as pastors. You know, uh, here at Rocky Mountain Calvary, I always want to uh, be teaching people the Word of God and encouraging them to study it on their own because then they're going to be equipped for the false teaching that, that comes across uh, uh, their lives. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that, that's helpful. No, that's definitely good to just get me thinking. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Well, thanks for calling, Gio. Appreciate it. I guess I'll I'll, uh, I'll give prayer requests. Prayer is always good. Um, yeah, that'd be great. One thing God's opened my eyes to recently is just um, just taking people off pedal stools and just uh-huh. realize that at the end of the day, everyone's just a man. Because I think of so many people get caught up in uh, um, in pastors or celebrities and everything. And at the end of the day, I don't know. Yeah. God just opened my eyes to that. At the end of the day, everyone's just a person, mm-hmm. uh, but then also on the flip side, he's challenged me to look at every person and, and see that they are made in the image of God, that everyone is. Mm. So. Yeah, that's a great prayer request. Let's let's pray together. Father, I thank you for Gio, and thank you for his heart for you, and Lord, that's a really important thing in our lives, that we wouldn't put people on a pedestal, and that we would only uh, look to you, and, and we do realize that that everyone is a sinner and struggles and falls short. Um, but then also, too, Lord, to see that each person is valuable, that they're created in your image, they're, they're someone that you love, that you died for, that you uniquely created. And so I th- pray that you would just put this truth deep into Gio's heart, and we thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Thank you. Yeah, you bet. God bless you. Thanks for calling. Right. God bless you. <laughs> 
The number to call is 303-690-3000, or you can send a text 720-336-0897. Let's go to Josh in Windsor. Josh, welcome to the program. How you doing? Oh, how you doing? <laughs> Good. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Good. Uh, um, so I have a question uh, just in my study. I've been going through 1 Corinthians, and I got to 1 Corinthians 15, where he's talking about uh, the glorious body, and I understand that the body that we get will be different than the body we have, but the way he explains it kind of confuses me, so I don't know if he just gave so much detail to rebuke the, you know, the church that was talking about denying the resurrection in the previous chapter, that now he's like, mm-hmm. here's all this. <laughs> so Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot there in First Corinthians uh you know, 15, but you're right. It it is all about uh, the resurrection and us receiving a glorified uh, body. Is there a specific part of it that, that was, that really comes to mind that you had a question on about it? Uh, Yeah. So 1537, when he says, and what you sow, you do not sow that body that shall be, but mere grain, perhaps wheat or some other grain. I don't know why he says that. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So let's go back a little bit to like verse 15 and just kind of read through that that section. But but someone will say, how are the dead raised up and with what body do they come? Foolish ones, what you sow is not made alive unless it dies. And what you sow, you do not sow that body that shall be but mere grain, perhaps wheat or some other grain, but God gives it a body as he pleases and to each seed its own own body. So the analogy that he's giving with seed and sowing is that you put a, a seed into the ground and then what comes out of the ground is something that's far greater or some that seed is transformed. And so our, our bodies, this earthly body is that seed that gets buried in the ground but then God uh, gives us a glorified body that's much greater than what was put uh, in the ground. So he's uh, illustrating the power of our resurrected body, if that makes sense, and using yeah, yeah, the, the, the seed as an <laughs> illustration of it. But it's a great, great question. I think for some reason that section too in, in the New King James or just the English translation, it reads difficult. Like as you're reading it, it's, it's, right. it's difficult to read. Right. But so. no, yeah, that makes a lot. I never even thought of the body as being the seed, just because everywhere else, you know, when Jesus talks about seeds, he's talking about the seed of faith. And so I didn't even yeah. make the simple connection of it being your body. <laughs> yep. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's a great question, Josh. Yep. Well, thank you. You bet. Have a great night. You as well. Bye bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric. The number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line three to Leslie in Denver. Leslie, welcome to the program. Leslie, are you there? All right, looks like we lost Leslie. Feel free to call back. 
Right now we do have all of our lines open. Uh, the number is 303-690-3000. If you've got a question about the Word, things going on in your life, things that you'd like prayer for, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send us text. Maybe you're uh, sitting right there with your phone. You can pick it up and send me a text. Uh, if you've got a question about something going on in your life or a prayer request, We'd also like to welcome you to our services at Rocky Mountain Calvary here in Colorado Springs. We have a service at 6 o'clock and then also Sunday morning at 9 and 11. We would appreciate your prayers. Uh, tonight we've got uh, a junior high Christmas party and a high school Christmas party. Lots of teens that are going to be coming here to the church and praying uh, that God's Spirit would really move in their life in, in a powerful way. Again, the number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. All of our lines are open. If you call, you should get in. And then also, you can send me a text, 720-336-0897, if you've got a prayer request, also if you have a question. Also, our Christmas services, we're doing a Christmas uh, celebration, the 23rd and 24th. So the 23rd, our services at 4 and 6, and then on Christmas Eve, the 24th in the morning, our services are at 9 and 11. Let's go to Lacey in Aurora. Lacey, welcome to the program. Hi, thank you. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Doing well, thanks. Good. So I have a question about um, communion. It was just the other day that I was digging into the Bible to see if it was clear about this issue. But um, so I was raised in a Baptist church where we took communion like once a month, and it was very orderly. Like we broke the bread first, and um, the pastor would always pray and, you know, do this and— um, you know, this is my body, do this in remembrance of me, and then, you know, you drink the juice. And everyone was kind of in, in order, and um, we all kind of prayed together. And that's mm-hmm. just how I was raised. And then I went to a church where um, they were just like, oh, here's the communion, come as, come as you wish. And then I did read, and I can't remember what passage it was, but it did say... Um, you know, that it was kind of in, or in an orderly fashion or that it should be. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't sure if that was an actual, like, if it really matters. What truly matters is, you know, your heart as you prepare for communion. But I just, it wasn't clear as far as, like, how often should we do it? Should it be done mm-hmm. weekly? Is it like a monthly thing? Is, should it be in right. order? Should we all be praying together? Or if it really matters? Right. It's a, it's a really good question. You know, the most detailed uh, instruction that we have is in 1 Corinthians 11, and we know that the Corinthian church was uh, coming and having communion in in a disorderly fashion where uh, you people were actually even drunk, and then some people were getting to take right. communion and other people weren't. Um, and so there's a few things that we learn about that, and the first is Jesus says, do this in remembrance of me. Uh, and so every time we take communion, we, we want to be remembering Christ and taking that time to slow down and, and uh, uh, do this in remembrance of Christ. He says, as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup. So it doesn't give us the details of how much other than often. You know, it needs to right. be something and that's all that— I could, that's all I read, too. Yeah, 
Um, and okay. so I think the, the main things are the condition of the heart. Uh, is it being done in remembrance of Christ? Is it something that we're doing uh, regularly? Uh, you know, later on in the passage, it talks about uh, examining ourselves, and that's to to take a look in our heart to see if there's uh, sin that we need to get right uh, 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 with the Lord. So we know what's what's out of bounds with communion, and that would be for it to be like crazy or this kind of party type atmosphere, um, you know, where Christ isn't uh, 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 remembered. Uh, but as far as the details, um, you know, if uh, it's passed out corporately or if, if tables are set up and people are able to come as they, they feel led, I think there's freedom for churches to kind of do that uh, in, in okay. different ways. Sure. It was just, I was raised, you know, such a certain way I, I guess and then yeah. you know experiencing that I was like whoa whoa what's going what's going yeah, on exactly. but you know yep. and, I, and I understand like the most important things are you know that we do remember and that you know our hearts are right with God for sure so yeah yeah it's a great question that's that's really good well, thanks for calling Lacey absolutely you have a great night and God bless you God bless you too bye-bye Let's go to Bernie on line two in Arvana. Bernie, welcome to the program. Thank you. God bless you. Um, I had a question. It's kind of a little complicated, but I don't want to go into too much detail. I just I have, wanted to know if someone that has given their life to the Lord and you have Jesus in your heart, but you get with somebody else that's not equally yoked with you and you open yourself up to, you know, like being with a person that's unequally yoked, can, are you opening up yourself to like, any kind of like witchcraft, sorcery, stuff like that. I'm just like unsure. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think um, God, you know, in that situation, I don't know necessarily that you're 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 opening yourself up to to any witchcraft. Um, you know, the uh, we're in Christ, and we know that where Christ is with us, that greater is He that's in us than He that's in the world. You know, I. Yeah. Um, you know, if the person is married to an unbeliever that's in 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 witchcraft and in demonic activity, you know, I, I think there would be more demonic activity in the home. Um, uh -huh. You know, just to think through the scriptures, you know, God God's word is really clear. Like when we're married, we're to stay married, and so I think staying committed to the marriage, staying in the home uh, for the purpose of the unbeliever coming to know Christ as their Savior uh, and being wise, but not being fearful, you know, like knowing, okay, there may be demonic activity that's happening because of what this un uh, unbelieving spouse is into, but but God is my protection and God is my good shepherd in continuing to draw near to the Lord. And, and, and God will be faithful. He'll He's able to work in even the darkest of situations. Yeah, I believe, so. I believe all that. I just wasn't sure because of there was, you know, I'm not married to him. It's just that I was just dating him. And, um, okay. but I, there's just so many changes that have happened in my life. Like that doesn't, it just seems like there's like bad things. And I'm like, and I know that there's people that are out there that can do bad and try to do evil, you know, and God says, don't give place to the devil. So if you, you know, I, I felt like, am I opening myself up to, you know, something that, you know, I, I'm not saying that there was anybody that did anything, but, you know, when you're not right. with a believer, you're like 
kind of <laughs> in a situation right. like can they or can't they do something bad to you or right. you know i have Jesus you, in my heart i pray every day and uh yeah. you know i believe he's in my heart and i believe the protection and i'm covered by the blood but i thought right. i lord i you can't you know <laughs> can yeah. they do this to me can they hurt me this way right. i don't know right are you still dating him <laughs> yeah kind of yeah <laughs> Yeah, but Do you care he prays I, and he's Catholic. But excuse me, I started yeah. talking for some reason. Lion devil. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> I am. Well, well, Bernie, Catholic, Bernie, hang on, real, real quick. We're we're gonna go to a break, and I want you to stay stay with me because uh, we're we're gonna take a quick break. Uh, but I want to just encourage you, um, you know, that I really believe the Holy Spirit's doing a work in your life, uh, and you know, I sense uh, the fear in your voice and. I just encourage you to pray about not not dating an unbeliever, you know, and and really uh, committing yourself to, to the Lord um, and and uh, asking God to uh, you know bring a man in your life that that loves Christ. So if you're okay with that, I'd like you to stay with me. And we can talk more after the break. Would that be okay? All right, we're gonna take a break. Bernie, stay with me, and uh, thanks you guys for listening. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric Cartier at Rocky Mountain Calvary in Colorado Springs. The number is 303-690-3000. Let's go back to Bernie on line two. Bernie, are you still there? I am. Okay. So what are your thoughts? I mean, what do you think? Do you do you feel like God's, you know, challenging you maybe to, to stop dating uh, th- this guy or are you open to that? I um I we've been together a while and I just but I just <clears throat> yes, yes and no cuz like um he wants to he prays and he goes to church when I invite him to go to church, and he participates, and he participates, but at the same, uh, I don't know how to say it, I, I just get kind of nervous. <laughs> um, at the yeah. same sense, he's just not, uh, he says he believes in a supreme being, and, you know, and he believes in the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, because he was raised in the Catholic Church, but, you know, to me, that's just like, okay, you know, I'm not, are mm-hmm. you in a cult, or are you, what, what do you, what do you do, you know, does this? This don't make sense to me. Either you believe or you don't, you know, and can't yeah. straddle the fence. <laughs> so yeah. um, <clears throat> I I just know that there's a lot of evil that has gone on in his family, in his home, and um, I didn't know if I was open to all that. And I'm like, oh, by dating him, I'm like, geez, Lord, am, can this come out? Can this jump on me? Or I don't know. I, I do, you, do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I sure do, Bernie. And you know, I. I just want God's best for you, and and you Thank know God's you. best is uh, to be in a dating relationship with a believer, and, and then hopefully, Lord willing, be be married to a believer. And you know, marriage really takes the Spirit of God living inside of us uh, to be able to to love each, each other the way that that God desired. So 
I don't think you called in by a, a coincidence. And I just love to, to pray for you that God would really guide you and direct you and, and lead you to uh, what uh, his will and his best in your life. So. Yeah. Okay, I appreciate that because a lot of change, yeah. things have changed in my life since then, and it's and it hasn't been like for good. <laughs> and okay. you know, yeah. I, I want to admit to that, but and it's not that I don't do it. It's not like I'm doing bad things. It's just the things that right. are happening in my life. It's just yeah. I just don't feel that that's not the things aren't of God. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Father, I thank you so much for Bernie, and uh, Lord, I just lift her up to you, and I do pray for your best in her life, and we know that your thank will you. is best. And, and Lord, would you give her courage, Lord, to, to to hear your voice and to follow it and give her will wisdom of what she's to do in this dating relationship. I, I do pray for this guy that she's dating, that he would come to know you, and that, uh, Lord, his eyes and ears would, would be open to you. And so we lift all of this up to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother, and bless your ministry. God. I listen to you every day. Uh, well, thank you, Bernie. Thanks for calling. God bless you, too. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live. The number is 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line three to Tong in Westminster. Tong, welcome to the program. Uh, hi, uh, Pastor. I have two things need to pray. Uh, the first things I would say, Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Uh, I passed my stable test uh, for practical uh, in oh. beauty school, and then congratulations. Thought, yeah, thank you. And then I told you the truth when I got there. Totally, I forgot everything, and then I confusing. I don't know what I to do, and I so nervous. And my 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 hand is shaking, and I said I cannot mm. pass. I had a lot of mistake. I said if I mm. I passed after God making me to pass. Hmm. And then when the, when the end, the lady gave me the mail, I said, I don't open that. I know I'm not uh, passed because I I don't think so. By going to hmm. the car, I said, I opened the mail, see? And then I said, the letter said I passed. Oh, I hmm. cry out in my car. I said, praise the Lord. He loved me so much. And hmm. I go home. I try to share the news, the, the good news, and to the WeChat in Chinese people. And the one guy, he said, don't send any uh, faith, religion to on this, uh, uh, this, this part, like uh, they're talking, especially something. Okay. But I'm really feeling they are really needed a God. They need to know Jesus, but they yeah. say no. And so pray for all the Chinese people in the United States. This okay. the first, yeah. And the second prayer is uh, my... I, even I graduated my school, I still heard a a friend, um, Rosie. She's 19 years old, and she's still in okay. the school. And her mother is 51 years old. Her name is Martha, and she's okay. in the hospital had a stroke. It's very dangerous. With a stroke. Um, okay. Yeah, and yeah. also they're weak. They're all families come to Denver, and to the doctor said that we cannot do anything. And then maybe they do do something like the family decide. This is really hard okay. time for the family. Yeah. So this yeah. family also, this family also needs some money. And then she, on the Facebook, see some kind of donation, some money. So all the schools. Okay. Well, thank you for calling, Tong. Let's let's uh, lift these things up to the Lord in prayer, uh, Father. We. 
come before you. And Lord, we just celebrate with Tong uh, this afternoon, Lord, that she was able to pass her test for beauty school. We know that was you working in her life. And Lord, we give you your give you glory and thanks uh, for that. And Lord, for her friend Rose and for Rose's uh, mom, who uh, is in the hospital with a stroke, we just pray for healing and pray for your provision and that you would work in that whole situation and comfort their hearts. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number is 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line one to Karen. Karen, welcome to the program. Hi, thank you very much. We belong to um, Calvary Chapel of Anne Arundel County in Maryland, and we love um, Pastor Ray Bullis and his wife Renee and our church is a prayer-answering church. It seems like anything awesome. we pray for, God comes through for everyone. It's, it's such a lovely group of people. My Praise question, the Lord. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, at first, I, I when I first started going there, I was like, these people can't be for real, but they are, <laughs> and it's just, it's just wonderful. Um, that's awesome. I, I had a question um, when we we know that Satan is not is not omniscient, he's only God knows everything. But when we pray, how is it that Satan knows that we are praying? And what makes me think about this is is the um, um, verse in Daniel where Daniel had prayed, and an angel was coming and had to do battle with um, mm-hmm. Satan for twenty one days, and then the um, archangel had to come and help him. And, and until he got the answer, how is it that that he knows, or will we not know all of the spiritual realms until we actually get to heaven? Yeah, I think there's there is that aspect of it where there's part of this that we won't understand till we get to heaven. You know, I think uh, you know Satan and demons are they're able to observe our lives. You know, so they. Uh, they're they, they're real and they exist, and so uh, they see when we're praying. They see when we're reading the Bible. There's they see when we're on our way to church. You know, one of the things I I often say is there's no spiritual warfare when you're taking the family to the movie theaters. You know, uh, but Absolutely. there's definitely a sp- spiritual battle when you're headed to church. You know, those can be just difficult times. You know, families start fighting with each other. Husbands and wives get on arguments on the way to church because yeah. the enemy doesn't want us to be in God's house. So I think in answer to your question, uh, demons and Satan, you know, they're, they're not all-knowing. They're not all-present, uh, but, but they are able to observe our lives. And so when they see us stepping into the things of God— They'll want to attack, uh, but uh, God gives us that promise to submit to God, resist the enemy, and he'll he'll flee from us. So, is that helpful? Right. Yeah, absolutely. It is, and your point it was well made because I, every I start on Saturday night. Lord, please don't let the enemy come and steal this day's um, worship from from us. And because there has mm-hmm. been there have been so many times where. Because um, we don't drive, and and the church is right at our house. We walk across a field, over a hill, mm. and our church is right there. And I mean, it's five minute walk, but you would mm. not believe the things that happen. Like it'll start pouring down rain right right <laughs> when we're ready to leave. Yeah. And you know, it's it's just you're absolutely right about that. Eh? You know, and so what I found to do is start praying on Saturday. You know, and and you know, just keep. You know, being reminded in the morning that 
even if I wake up and I feel the worst, you know, that is the best time that I need to be there. That's right, yeah. And we'll hear a sermon that, you know, talks to us about something that went on in the week or something will come up later on. Yeah, my church is amazing. I'm so glad that I found Calvary Mm. Chapel. It has been a wonderful place. Yep. And thank you for your ministry. You're kind. You listen. You're so patient. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. God bless you, Karen. Have a great night. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live. The number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. There's a text that I want to make sure to get to. Uh, the question reads, Hi, I'm a 15-year-old girl, and I had a question. How do you know uh, that you're saved? And so that's probably the most important question that you can uh, be asking Uh, And in Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10, it says that if we confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto uh, salvation. Whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So the scripture tells us that we know we're saved if we believe in our heart that Jesus is God, that he died for our sins and rose again, asking him to be the Lord of our lives, to, to call upon the name of the Lord, Jesus, Jesus save me. I realize that I'm a sinner and that you're my savior. And would you please take control of my life? And and if you believe that and you've trusted Christ, then the Bible tells us that you're saved. And we hold on to that through the promise of uh, the word of God. And so I would encourage you, uh, you know, if you've never made that decision to choose to trust Christ in your, as your savior, even as you're, you're listening, or if, or if you have made that decision and you're questioning it, to really trust the word of God. If you believe, if you call upon the name of the Lord, uh, you you're saved. So may God bless you and really encourage you in your walk with the Lord. Let's go back to our phone lines to line two to Bill in Pennsylvania. Bill, welcome to the program. Well, thank you very much, Pastor. Um, I'm a Catholic, and I have a very much a, a, a serious question. Um, why do Catholics, and, I, and I've asked priests this, but they always tell me to take it on faith, but why do Catholics call a priest father when Jesus specifically said, call no man father, at least it be your father in heaven. The other thing is, is that uh, the church believes that uh, babies are born into sin. Jesus, his first, uh, uh, his first duty was to come down and fulfill the law by dying on the cross for our original sin. So children could not be babies, could not be born into sin. They would have to be at the age of reason to sin. So if you could just answer those two questions, that would be wonderful. Okay, I'll, I'll do my best. You know, the, okay. the first question about why they call priest father, I don't have a good answer. You know, I, I, I'm not Catholic and... And you know, I'm not familiar. I've never heard uh, in Catholic reading or teaching or tradition uh, how priests came to that place of of yeah. of being referred to as as, as father. So so I yeah. don't I don't know of a reason yeah, for that because we do have Jesus very clearly, you know, instructing us to to call our heavenly Father uh, Father. Um, That's right. You know the. the 
the second question is, I, I believe that the scripture does teach that we're all born with a, a sin nature. Um, and the reason for that is uh, Romans 3.23. It says, for all have sinned and fall short uh, of the glory of God. And then it goes on in Romans uh, and talks about because of Adam, then everybody after Adam, once he fell, that, that we were born uh, with, with a sin nature. Uh, and then we're held accountable as we get older and we choose choose to sin and we do come to that that age of 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 reasoning where it it becomes a, a willful sin but i think the book of romans does does teach us that we're born with with a sin nature and so uh, but but again i'm not um you know i'm not catholic but i do believe that that teaching that we're born uh, with a sin nature we do find that in in scripture I can understand you're saying that uh, we're born with the nature because it, it's inevitable, but a baby could not possibly. Jesus said, such is the kingdom of God, these little children. So with mm-hmm. that said, um, the only other thing I would, I would even think about is why, do, uh, why does the Pope, for example, uh, have people kissing his ring, dressing as a king, and all this other kind of stuff, when Jesus barely even had a pair of uh, uh, moccasins to put on. So I just don't, yeah. I don't get it. You know? Yeah. I I'm with you on that one, Bill. Not to ever ask any more questions. Yeah. Well, it sounds yeah. like God's stirring in your life, Bill, and I can tell that you're in the Word. You know, you're reading God's Word, and that's a great yeah. place to be, is keep reading God's Word and always hold God's Word as the authority. You know, oh, it's, it, I do. Uh, the, uh, yeah. So you're, you know, the church isn't the authority. Uh, the Bible is the authority. And so you're you're in the Word, and let God's Word be the authority in your life. So. Okay, dope. Thank you very yeah, much, well, Pastor. God, you bet. God bless you, Bill. God bless you too, Pastor. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live. The number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Let's go to Gene in line three in Brighton. Gene, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Good. Uh, the reason I call is uh, I heard uh, the previous caller, I think her name was Bernie, Mm-hmm. Uh, talking about in being in a relationship with somebody who's unequally yoked. I just called yep. to just, um, I hope she's listening, to encourage her to break it off. Um, it is very simple. The Word says not to be unequally yoked, and we have to go with that. We can't be bending the Word of God to fit our needs or fit what we like. Yeah. And I think we cause ourselves heartache, we cause ourselves problems, when we don't listen, it's disobedience, mm-hmm. and then we and then we're crying, you know, Lord, you know, help me or save me or do this or change this. When it simply said not to do it, and I'm going to say I, I was dating a man that was he was Catholic and he started going to church with me. I met him through. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, he started going to church and uh, he even got baptized. But you see. There was, I don't believe there was a really true relationship, a true forgiving yeah. in his heart. So we, mm-hmm. we did, we got married, and it's been, we've been separated for two years already. It's, okay. We yeah. cause ourselves heartache when we don't follow the Word of God. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And, and I'm just encouraging her to, and, and I know mm-hmm. it's hard because it's the emotions, the, you know, right. we, we want to be with somebody, but I encourage right. her to, God has a man for her, a godly man, mm. and we have yeah. to be diligent and just wait in his timing, That's not right. in our timing. Yeah. 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 Well, well, thanks for calling in and sharing your own story. And I okay. agree, you know, it's always, always best when we follow the word of God. So yeah, yeah. thank you yeah. for, for sharing. Can, can I say something also about the previous yeah. caller too? I think her name was Nancy and she was talking about uh, the desires of her heart, how it'd be wanting to be with somebody too. I would also encourage mm-hmm. her too, don't give up. You know, yeah. we, we want things in our way, in our in our time. And I encourage her, just don't give up. Just keep yep. uh, seeking the Lord and let God be your everything. You'll find out yeah. that, you know, He'll change you. He'll change you. That's and, right. And the desires yeah. of your heart, He wants us to have that. But we have to put God first, not what yep. we want and not where we want to be. So just encourage, don't give up, people. The Lord is good. He loves us. And That's um, right. Just, just listen and live in His Word. Meditate it day and night, and He'll, He'll make a change in our hearts. That's right. That's good stuff. Well, thanks for calling, Gene. God bless you. Well, thank you. I hope blessings to those other two ladies. Okay. Thank you. Okay. You're listening to Calvary Live. Let's continue with our phone lines. Let's go to line one to Michael in Denver. Michael, welcome to the program. Hey, Pastor. God bless you, sir. God bless you, too. I have a I have a question about when we read the word out loud, as in studying the Bible or like doing morning or evening evening devotions. Um, my my pastor uh, gave me a what's what's called a common book of prayer. Uh, I go mm-hmm. I, I go to an Anglican church in Inglewood, yep. uh, Denver. And yep. he gave me, and, and in the sec, in the common book of prayer, there is a section they call the Psalter, which is the Psalms. Uh-huh. And I'm using, I'm using, and they have a morning devotion and an evening devotion. And I'm, and I read those as, as a devotion. Um, mm-hmm. or, or when you, or when you read the Bible itself out loud, when you're by yourself and you want to read and you want to read it, you want to read it out loud. Uh, what happens in the spiritual realm? I mean, what happens with the angels or with God uh, when you read the word out loud? And, and what happens with yeah. the the enemy and his uh, minions? Yeah. Well, ultimately, um, it, I don't know for sure, but uh, we do know that Satan doesn't like the word of God. And we do know that uh, Jesus said the word out loud uh, when Satan was attacking him and tempting him. And there's power in the in the word of God. And so I think that uh, it, it's a way that the enemy is defeated uh, when we read the word and speak the word uh, out loud and, and read it out loud. There's, there's power in the word. So I think it's uh, in the spiritual realm, it, it brings a defeat to the enemy. So. Does it have, does it do anything but does it do, does it have any effect on the the devil and his minions like like set them at bay all of a sudden like when they start hearing his word coming out of somebody's mouth a believer's mouth is that like do you, do you suppose it might set them at bay or something you know I I don't know exactly what kind of reaction that they would have but 
I, I do know that, that there's power in the word and, and, and the word of God is, is our offensive weapon against the enemy. And so I think it's part of the, the enemy being rebuked. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I, I appreciate answering that question. And as yeah. far as that one, that one caller talking about, uh, why our priests call, uh, why our Father. priests call fathers. Yeah. Yep. I can't answer that question either, but my, my pastor is a, is, 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 a, is officially titled a pre, a, uh, father in the Anglican church, but yep. he doesn't like being called a uh, father. He likes to being called pastor and to call yep. my pastor a, a, a father, uh, on in any kind of conversation is basically like putting a screen door on a submarine. It just don't fit. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I come from a right. I come from a Catholic background too, and I and I, I suspect I know the answer to why um, the some of those questions about the Catholic Church. I think I know right. some of the answers because I was born and raised in it. But that's for okay. another call, phone call later on. All right, sounds good. We're gonna head to the next caller. God bless you, Michael. Let's go to line two to Jake. Jake, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor. Uh, thanks, thanks for taking the call and, and answering the question. Hopefully, um, yeah, you bet. Anyways, yeah. Anyways, uh, so so it starts out about a week ago. And there was a, a man who had a, a really uh, sob story, I guess, in a in a grocery store parking lot, and uh, it. It went something tragic. I can't quite remember, but anyways, I had prayed with him and and kind of kind of talked to him about how how I was heartfelt and and I gave him a couple bucks to help him on his way. He said he needed gas money and to get somewhere. And then mm-hmm. uh, a couple days later, I'd seen him in another parking lot uh, with another okay. story, and and uh, you know it boiled down to. Uh, unfortunately me getting pretty ticked off and frustrated and, and yelling and all this uh-huh. other stuff. And I, I just want to know, uh, I guess the question is, how do you, how do you distinguish or draw the line between giving and, and, uh, trying to avoid getting that hardened heart when, when you see stuff like this happen, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because to yeah, be honest, that's a good you know, question. It, it sounded totally. It was, it was there was nothing unconvincing about it. He sounded secure, or uh, you know, sincere, just, just yeah. honest, and yeah. Well, I think sometimes it can be hard to to distinguish, you know, and, and to decipher if there is a true need or if somebody is being deceptive and, and taking advantage of people. And I think one of the things we, we've got to guard our hearts against is our hearts not getting so hard that we're not willing to, to give to to a genuine need, um, you know. And I think it's it it's good to uh, really be responsible and and try to to sort out, you know, is this a need or not, you know. But if if for some reason we did get duped uh, and we gave uh, in faith out of a loving heart, you know, God, God sees that. I guess my point is, um, you know, it, it's better to, to give in air than to have a heart that gets so hard that we're never open to, to giving. So yeah. so we, kind of the balance is, you know, 
man, look, look for wolves, uh, be aware of wolves, try to f- look for those genuine needs. But the, the real loss would be if, if believers closed up their hearts so much that, that we, we, we did miss those genuine needs that were right in front of us, you know, and I'll be honest, you know, I, I get so skeptical that sometimes it, uh, it's really easy to w- walk by a, a genuine need. So, you know, the verse comes to mind where God wants us to be wise as a serpent, but innocent as a dove. And that, and that's really the balance, you know, is where the wisdom is like, okay, is this person, you know, totally lying to me? Uh, you know, and the innocence is, Lord, help my heart not to get so hard that, that I never give to anyone. Okay. And then... Uh... So. That's a really good answer. I really like that. Uh, um, and then I, I guess a small follow-up would be uh, if you're feeling compelled to give, but at the same time, you know, it's you, you feel like you're being lied to, then what, what's a good way to handle that? How do you, yeah, with with the grace of God, you know, how do you show them that that it's the right thing not not to give them what they're asking? Yeah. You know, I think sometimes it's helpful to say, hey, can I go in and and get you some food or, you know, can I go fill up your tank with gas, you know, to really kind of discern, uh, uh, you know, do they want the money for other reasons or is it really to to meet a need? Um, And then it gets it gets hard because sometimes when you call people on it, you know, if it becomes really evident that they're that they're lying and you call them on it, they get really mad. You know, um, yeah. uh, you know, as a church, we, we help people and people come in and, uh, and we say, Hey, can we verify your story? You know, let me, let me, let me call this, your, your spouse that you're needing to get to in another state, you know? And, and then, uh, you know, if the story doesn't check out or they won't let us call them, they, they tend to get really upset. And so, I mean, I think all you can do at that point is just be gracious. So. But we're just about out of time, Jake. I hope that's helpful, and and pray God blesses you as you sort sort this out. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Calvary Live today. It's been great to be with you as you go into your weekend. I know it's a busy time of year. I pray that God would bless you and he'd strengthen you. And we celebrate Emmanuel, God with us, that he came to die for our sins and rise again and be with us. So, so remember, God loves you and he's with you. Hope you have a great night in the Lord. God bless you. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.